1: We're gonna we're gonna ask everyone to take a seat so we can get this city meeting started. All right. Good evening, everyone. I'm gonna call this meeting to order. Uh, as we begin today, I'm gonna ask you to join me for a moment of silence before the Pledge of Allegiance, and then we'll walk through the rest of the agenda together. Thank you. All right next. Okay, we're gonna This this is an official city meeting Uh, Disrupting the meeting will not be tolerated so people will be given a warning and then I'll ask people to leave if they are not Willing to um, sit and let us finalize what we have before us tonight Uh, So to start off our meeting we'll start with roll call and then we'll invite the interpreter up
3: Commissioner Moody present Present. Commissioner O'Connor present Commissioner Asasi? Present. Commissioner Repart Here. Commissioner Lanier? Present. Mayor Bliss?
1: Yes, and commissioners, can I get a motion to excuse Commissioner Jones? He had an urgent issue come up. Moved. moved. Support. All right, all those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, it carries. All right, now I'd like to introduce our interpreter. If you need assistance tonight with interpretation services, we have someone here
4: to assist you. Thank you. Welcome. Good evening. We're pleased to provide a Spanish interpretation services this evening. This includes interpretation during the meeting and for those who want to provide public comment. Buenas noches. Estamos complacidos en proveer servicios de interpretación en español esta noche. Esto incluye interpretación durante la reunión y para aquellos que quieren proveer comentario público. Thank you.
1: Gracias. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right next that will take us to our first opportunity for public comments. So there's a couple things on our agenda tonight We have two scheduled public hearings before us tonight So if you are here tonight to be heard on the necessity of a one-year special assessment for enhanced services in the downtown improvement district uh, That's roll number eight seven six eight I'm going to ask you to stay put until I open up that public hearing and then we do have an a, a appeal appeals hearing tonight so this City Commission this body serves as an appellate body and so we'll be hearing appeals related to special assessment nuisance rule, 8764 so if you are here tonight to speak to an appeal I'm going to ask you to stay put as well until we open that public hearing uh, so our first opportunity for public comment tonight are items that are specifically on our agenda that we'll be voting on uh, so earlier today we had a number of standing committee meetings and during that time we voted on items so if you are here to be heard on one of those items before we cast a vote on those I'll open that up momentarily Uh, and then at the end of the evening we'll have a final opportunity for public comment so the first opportunity for public comment uh, if you are here to be heard on action items tonight you can come on up we ask that you come to the podium you share your name the city that you live in and we'll be giving you up to three minutes to speak. so is there anyone who wishes to be heard on an action item tonight all right seeing none we'll close that opportunity for public comment and that'll take us to our approval are you speaking on an action item? I got up, All right. And please refer to the action item you're speaking to.
5: Did I not get up to refer to that action item? I don't know why you had to tell me that three times.
1: I did not see you get up. Go ahead, and I get, speak. get your. Go ahead.
5: First and foremost.
1: So please share your name, the city that you live in, and what action item you're speaking
5: to. My name is Donnie. I live in the city of Grand Rapids. I live in the Third Ward. The most brutalized. The most murdered by GRPD. I'm speaking on the action item today because I've lived here for almost 30 years. And I've seen these people get up here
1: and, uh, what, and, ag- Donnie, what, and I've and, seen uh,
5: them orchestrate what, the conversation what, how it's what,
1: what agenda item are you speaking to? Well let us know what agenda item
5: you're talking about.
1: Can I get to it?
5: Still Please get to it. Thank you. Justice for Patrick. So the action item today that I speak on, are you gonna keep continuing to cut me off or
1: I'm not cutting you
5: off, go ahead. The action item that I would love to speak on today is a very hard nay on what they want to produce. I do not wish that there's more nuisance ordinance going downtown. I do not wish that because I have been brutalized by GRPD due to a noise ordinance that has been set hard by the commission before you. Those commissioners only listen to certain parts of the of the community in order to set these noise ordinances. And that is only based off of who lives downtown. That is only based off of who they care for, which is the people downtown. They don't care about the surrounding city. They care about how they can make them more comfortable with more city ordinances. That's what they care about. I do not care for the city ordinance because people are being murdered every single day. And I would love to see actionary steps that is going to be able to protect black, brown, and indigenous lives of Grand Rapids. And th- so that is what I would love to say on the action on that action. Um, it's a very hard no on the city noise ordinances or more nuisance ordinances because it gives them verification and justification in order to bring Brutalize people who have who can go down there and they have the freedom of speech. They have this due to our constitutional right. It's my constitutional right to go downtown and say and do as I please with those rights. But tell me why that's being trumped by city commissioners. Tell me why that they want to continue to come up here and put in more noise ordinances. That's going to continue to allow GRPD to attack protesters downtown, to be able to escalate and pro- provide more protection for buildings and not people. Patrick.
1: All right. Thank you. Um, and let let me let me just clarify um, one thing. There's we don't have a noise ordinance before us tonight. Um, and if you're here to be heard on the nuisance roll that is a separate public hearing and I'll ask you to wait until we open up that public hearing so that we can allow city staff uh, to come forward and answer any questions that you may have if you have an appeal all right okay I'm gonna close that first opportunity for public comment and move to the approval of the minutes can I get a motion
6: so moved.
7: support
1: all right moved and supported all those in favor say aye. aye aye those opposed it carries all right next that will take us to petitions and communications
3: communication from Dan Coy regarding their resignation from the urban forestry committee
1: that is referred to our committee on appointments
3: communication received from Christine Helms Melodic regarding structural changes in police reform
1: that is received and filed
3: uh, two communications were received from Paul Mayhew regarding the April 4, 2022 death of Patrick Leoya.
1: And that is received and filed.
3: Communications several communications received regarding justice for Patrick Leoya.
1: That is received and filed.
3: And communication received from Shore and Reed Williams, General Counsel and Chief Regulatory Officer for Flourish, requesting the city to advise the Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency that Flourish is eligible for renewal of operating licenses.
1: And that is received and filed. All right, next that will take us to reports of city officers.
3: First one is the Comptroller's Report for the period of March 29, 2022 through April 12, 2022 in the amount
1: of $14,756,515.65. That is received and filed. Filed.
3: and treasury report for the period of march 29 2022 through april 11 2022
1: and that is also received and filed all right next up will take us to our consent agenda our consent agenda are items that are on our agenda tonight that we discussed earlier in one of our standing committee meetings where there was a unanimous vote so tonight with one voice vote we'll adopt those items commissioners can i get a motion for the consent agenda
6: to so vote support
1: all right moved and supported commissioners any questions or comments All right, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, it carries. All right, that will take us to, so we don't have any ordinances tonight and we do not have any city commission resolutions. So that will take us to our scheduled public hearings. As I indicated, we have two scheduled public hearings before us tonight. The very first one is a public hearing on the necessity of a one-year special assessment for enhanced services in the downtown improvement district. Uh, so I'll start this by having, uh, looks like, is Mr. Grassi here or Mr. Kelly, are you going to? All right, thank you. So we'll turn this to Mr. Kelly, who is the executive director and president of the downtown Grand Rapids, Inc., uh, and let him provide a brief overview. And then we have a general, uh i'll let you introduce others who are joining you tonight and then uh, i'll turn it to commissioners for questions and then i'll open it up for public comment mr kelly thanks for coming
8: thank you mayor good evening commissioners um so as you mentioned we're here tonight for a public hearing for the downtown improvement district Uh, current one-year authorization on the improvement district expires at the end of this fiscal year so june 30 2022 um, and So we're ha- holding the hearing tonight and ultimately seeking your approval at a future meeting uh, to extend the the Improvement District for an additional year. Um, there are a few changes that we are proposing for, for the coming plan, and so we want to walk through those. And I've invited my colleague Mr. Elledge here to help do that. And we also have our chair of the, uh, the DID board, Bob Hur here. Um, so we're going to go through this quick and then um, happy to take any questions that might come up. Um, real quick, uh, as a reminder for what the DID is and why we believe it's an important tool. Um, it's been in place now for over 20 years um, and cont- is continued to use to provide uh, enhanced maintenance and beautification services in downtown above and beyond what the city uh, normally pays for. It's advised by a 13 member board, uh, and its funding, which is derived from a special assessment on real property, is used to help pay for downtown ambassadors, clean team, uh, as well as generally to keep downtown um, looking clean and well maintained. Um, Over the years, the DID has been very important in helping to keep pace with the growth that we've seen in downtown. Um, As you see here, we've uh, seen some um, tremendous development over the past five years, and as we look to the next cycle of development, in particular around housing um, and adding more residents and hitting our critical mass goal, we do believe that the the DID will continue to provide uh, important utility. Um, I mentioned the ambassadors and clean team. Um, You see some of the stats here before you, um, but uh, in general. They are helping to uh, make sure that trash is hauled away, pedestrians are assisted, and we've seen um, obviously a, a decline in some of these metrics um, over the past several years with the pandemic. But the, we are now starting to get close um, to pre-pandemic levels, which is why uh, we continue to see the need for for the tool. And so, um, recognizing the importance of the tool, recognizing the ongoing growth, um, we um, as we came. Upon our renewal period, we continued to work with a reauthorization committee as well as our board uh, to make some advisements in terms of what we wanted to see going forward. We continued to conduct surveys and have conversations with current ratepayers. And because this is the first year that residents, um, due to a change in state statute, that um, we had the ability to include. Um, owner-occupied residential units and those residentially classified. We had several specific conversations with residents that you see outlined here. Um, based on all those conversations, um, we do have some recommendations for changes going forward um, to this one-year plan, and so I'll invite my colleague Mr. Elledge up now to walk through those.
4: Thanks, Tim, and hello and
8: good evening, everybody.
4: I uh, Just wanna highlight quickly the changes that Tim brought up in the uh, cur- or the proposed plan here. So the first is to increase the current assessment by 5%, so this would be the first uh, increase in that assessment since FY20. Uh, and This will generate about $55,000 in additional revenue, which is tied directly to the services that the Improvement District is providing, uh, increasing For example, uh, we raise the ambassador wage from $13 an hour to $15 an hour. Uh, To maintain that wage going forward, uh, we either need to uh, raise the assessment as we're proposing here or scale back services to maintain the the rate, uh, which we think is extremely important because the ambassadors provide a vital service uh, to downtown. Uh, The second is to return Class II properties to the DID role. So Class II properties are private, non-tax organizations. So again, this will generate around $55,000 in revenue. Uh, Back in 2015, uh, it changed so that these types of properties, Class II properties, uh, the assessment that they received was no longer mandatory, but voluntary. Um, This sort of resulted in about 50% of those organizations not paying their DID assessment. which has sort of created some gaps uh, in the budget with regarding that and so we're recognizing that those properties do benefit from the majority of the services that the improvement district provides but not all of them so we're asking that they be returned to the did role but pay an assessment that's reduced to 60% of what their assessed rate would be and this applies to 85 properties uh, throughout downtown. And the last is adding uh, residentially classified properties to the did assessment role. So we believe that this will create additional opportunities for downtown residents to be involved in downtown decision making. We also believe it creates fairness because renters, which are class one properties, have long paid into the, the did assessment. And this will apply to 618 private residentially classified properties uh, throughout downtown. Uh, the proposed assessment, which is $10 a month or $120 annually, would generate around $74,000 for new resident-specific services that the DID would provide. And as Tim mentioned, uh, we've done a, a lot of engagement around this with residents through uh, meetings, phone calls, um, both virtual and in-person, as well as a survey. And uh, through those sort of meetings, we've identified three kind of primary uh services that residents would look to have uh, added or expanded in downtown and those are enhancing pedestrian safety, so things like enhanced crosswalks or improved lighting, uh, creating resident specific ambassador services or expanding the ambassador services uh, in general, uh, and expanding investment into uh, quality of life services. Uh, the last slide I have here is just sort of a next steps in, into the process of approving uh, the improvement district plan, so we're here uh, at the public hearing going over the changes in the plan, um, and then again, uh, requesting uh, your consideration and approval for the expan- extension, rather, of the Downtown Improvement District Plan for one year.
1: All right, thank you. Mr. Herr, anything to add?
9: <coughs> Evening, Commission Mayor. I'm Bob Herr, as introduced, but have been chaired this committee since it was started some 22 years ago. We appreciate your help and support in the prior years, the last three years, we've held the assessment flat. It has been a challenge because though the assessment's been flat, costs have gone up. As um, was indicated, we needed to increase salaries and wages. We were having difficulty getting staffing. But we've essentially spent down our reserves and in the last three years just to hold assessments flat. I will tell you that the members of the um, commission board, all uh, assessment payers, And work real diligently to make sure that we do control costs we look at what we're doing and we allocate those um, uh, assessment payer dollars appropriately without uh, but we do need these changes just to get our uh, fiscal house back in shape and as that you certainly uh, consider but thank you again I think it's been great leverage that city has participated in this every year and between those private and public dollars I think we have a very clean safe and um, and fun downtown for everybody thank you
1: thank you all right so uh, commissioners any questions or comments before I open up for public comment Uh, Commissioner O'Connor
10: yeah thank you mayor Uh, I see mr. fruit back there so I'm not trying to steal his thunder but I know there's gonna be a question so I thought maybe I'll head it off here Uh, this is it relates in the in the uh, hearing notice it was referenced that a property owner of a residential real property uh, within the business improvement dis- district may seek a homestead deferment for the special assessment under this act. Uh, and there was uh, concern that that may no longer be the case. And so I just trying to get some clarification on that.
8: Yeah, and I understand that our council spoke with the city attorney on this matter a little bit earlier today. Um, our understanding of that is that that's language pulled directly from the state statute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in order to have a proper notice, we had to include it. Um, it may not, it, it does not apply to the inclusion of residentially classified properties in the did, however, we did have to include it in the notice, is my understanding, but city attorney, I'd defer to you on any clarification needed.
11: That's correct, commissioner, and the other thing that we talked about is um, coming forth for the public hearing and that we go through that and if there's any adjustments that we need to make, we'll subsequently make that. But the language that's in there is taken right out of the relevant statute of Act 120 and as you said it's mandatory that we have that in the notice. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Good clarification. All right. Thank you. All right. So if you are here tonight to be heard on this special assessment you are welcome to come forward. Again we ask that you share your name, uh, where you live, and then you'll be given up to three minutes to speak.
12: Thank you. My name is Hal Fruit. I live uh, downtown. Uh, first I'd like to Thank the mayor, commissioners, city manager for the time today, and especially city attorney. I uh, dumped something on her lap early this morning, and uh, we got an answer back, so I appreciate that. Um, I would like to uh, voice my opposition to this assessment. And let me give you a little bit of background here. Uh, DGRI is proposing a budget increase of 5%. I'd like to assess the homeowners downtown, the residents who live in the district $10 a month, This would generate $57,000 in new revenue. This is in addition to transferring $57,000 from the existing budget to a separate line item, which brings that up to $114,000. So it's not $114,000 that's going into this fund for the downtown residents. It's $57,000 of new money. $57,000 already exists and is in their budget. Uh, DJRI has not said how these funds will be used until the assessment has been approved. This is in spite of having numerous meetings with residents for input on quality of improvements. Some of the suggestions that have been presented I have given to the city clerk so he has copies of those and just a couple and uh, I'll go over some of those also. DGRI has said these funds will be dedicated to enhancements that downtown homeowners want, not businesses, but the downtown residents, people who live downtown. So, why am I opposed to this? Some of the suggestions I've provided you with that you have the documentation on are for enhanced city functions, such as upgrading crosswalks from the city standard one uh, to the uh, one that's out by Riverhouse with the, uh, the, the lights. Uh, that, in my opinion, is a city function. It's not a downtown resident function. That's a city function. The estimate for that crosswalk, according to uh, DGRI, was $460,000 for that enhancement. The $114,000 they're asking for doesn't buy us one of those. doesn't even get us a quarter of one of those. So I'm not sure that that's even a go, that item, because the money's not there in what they're asking for. Another suggestion is to hire additional downtown ambassadors. You heard just a moment ago that they were $15 an hour. According to the document that I provided you that was provided to me by Mr. Kelly, it's $29.90 an hour, not $15. So if you break that down with the new funds of $57,000, that's 32 hours a week. Not a measurable increase in services considering very few residents and visitors know what they do or how to contact them for assistance. Same hold true for the security team at $25 an hour or 43 hours per week. I'm not sure how much. Thank you, Mr.
1: Thank you, Hal. Time's up. Thanks. All right, others who wish to be heard specifically on this special assessment.
13: Good evening to our mayor, our um, city manager, and our commission members. My name is Kathy Steindler, and I live in downtown Grand Rapids. I come before you to comment about the public hearing on the necessity of a special assessment roll number 8768. I am a longtime downtown Grand Rapids resident, living in um, for 18 years at 60 Monroe Center, right in city center. I've committed myself to living in downtown for over a decade and have actively been engaged by becoming a part of the Downtown Neighbor Network Advisory Group for several years. You're considering a recommendation of the Downtown Grand Map Improvement District to fund enhanced services in the downtown area. All this comes with a price to pay, and the proposal is to assess residential property owners in order to fund these enhancements. This proposed assessment is merely another tax. It's a compulsory contribution being placed on downtown residents, property owners, those who are are already bearing a substantial property tax burden. And I remind all of you, all of us, everyone, is experiencing the effects of the annual inflation rate in the United States, having accelerated to 7.9% in February, the highest since January of 1982. So I'm asking that you consider the proposed assessment as if you too were a downtown resident, property owner. Don't you see that the additional tax will dampen the interest in property ownership? And isn't the goal of the city to encourage people to live downtown and to have people living downtown? Rather than incentivizing people to become property owners, the proposal that you are considering discourages ownership And I repeat, it discourages ownership. Acceptance of the proposal of assessing the downtown property owners will impede the growth that you so desire, that you, the Grand Rapids City Commission, desire. So please give thoughtful consideration and oppose the recommendation of imposing assessment to the downtown property owners um, of the uh, requests of the Downtown Improvement District. Thank you for your thoughtful consideration and I also want to thank you for the service to our great city of Grand Rapids. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Kathy.
1: All right, others who wish to be heard on this special assessment?
5: My name is Donnie. I live in the Third Ward. My Opinion about the special assessment is that again, we shouldn't be spending money on things that the city can't afford. As you heard before, the money is not there. we you trying to make it go? You're adding more gentrification is what is happening and you're pushing the people out from downtown. That's what we call gentrification. For example, there's a house for sale on Sigsbee. That's pushing $600,000. More than half a million dollars. That's gentrification. You up the rent, you don't up wages, and then you want to lie about what jobs pay, which pay what? You know, some jobs pay fifteen, some jobs pay twenty-nine. It's actually twenty-nine, but what the what is it? You know what I mean? Raise minimum wage. And then it would be feasible for people to be able to afford that, but we can't. Making sidewalks, making crosswalks look more, look better is gentrification. That's, that's an empty gesture of protection, to be completely honest. We know where the real trouble's coming from. We know who's not listening, and we know what's happening. We're going to continue to keep calling it out. We're tired of the gentrification. We're tired of your labor exploitation. We're tired of it. I say these things so that the community who watches this will come up here and question you as to what you are doing specifically for the downtown residents, besides gentrification, besides labor exploitation, and besides pushing them out. Because at this point, You've proven nothing. The only thing that you've actually proven is that you care more about profits, dollar signs, and buildings rather than the people who work their whole entire lives to fund downtown. We built this city off of our blood, sweat, and tears. We built this city off of our scars, bruises, and wounds. I hope for as long as you're in that seat, you continue to listen to what we got to say. And gentrification in Grand Rapids, and gentrification around Gen- Grand Rapids, and gentrification, period, because that's not how we're operating no more. Your white supremacy is being shown. I need you to check it and dismantle it. Thank you. Black Lives Matter, Justice for Patrick Leoya.
1: All right, others who wish to be heard on this special assessment?
14: Hello, my name is Emma. I live in Grand Rapids. Um, So I noticed that you're using the word improvement, and part of your plan to improve downtown is to plant flowers. Um, And I just find that interesting because when I work downtown every day, I see people laying on the street. Um, And I don't know how that doesn't break you. I don't know. I have, I've worked in healthcare, I've taken care of patients, and then I've driven down the street and seen my patients after they've been done being in a facility on the street. <laughs> like, it's traumatizing to look at, <laughs> and I don't know if you're even human, if you're seeing that and you're coming up with improvement to plant mother effing flowers. like you're either incredibly incompetent or incredibly selfish or both if that's what you came up with I I honestly I don't have words for how angry I am that people continue to sleep outside that people continue to look at them as if they're trash, and for people like you to benefit off of the people getting paid for doing virtually nothing. Um, I don't know how you sleep at night. Also, so let's center this around Patrick Leoya. Because he's not being centered, I don't know why that is not what you're discussing all day, every day. Um, You attended your his funeral. You cried. I saw that as just utter, utterly disgusting. That you can get up there and shed tears while knowing that his blood is on your hands. While knowing that you spent your time thinking about how pretty we can make it. That's what you spent your time thinking about. How pretty can we make this downtown? How much more money can we make is what you thought about.
1: others wish be heard on this special assessment
6: hi I'm uh, Michael I live downtown uh, thank you to uh, everybody good evening uh, I just wanted to say thank you to our city manager and thank you to our police chief over the last couple of weeks for your transparency let him, so I let him that.
1: speak this is and, an um, opportunity for other I people have, to uh, be heard.
6: appreciated that so thank you um, I also um, earlier speaker mentioned had been here for a decade I actually just moved in uh, last fall and um, love Grand Rapids love being downtown have enjoyed it um, I've looked at um, the the choice to to pay a little bit more um, from a tax standpoint whether it's city taxes or whether it's income taxes or whatever to me it's worth it to be downtown when this assessment came up um, it, it's more from a principal standpoint about um, why and what we're paying uh, for the money and in the explanation I think on the website it uh, says services specific to improving the quality of life for residents downtown and then it mentions specifically safety and homelessness for me just I, I, I view that as kind of a basic fundamental in terms of what the city provides service-wise so I don't look at that as something that me choosing to live downtown and paying the extras that go along with it that I should have a premium for safety and to deal with homelessness um, and so from a principled standpoint um, I don't support the increase Um, had the privilege of talking to several people at the DID, and they've been wonderful just to communicate and talk about some of the concerns I'd recommend um, based on the number of people that live where I live that have expressed um, dissatisfaction with the request don't support it. Not a lot of people come out necessarily to speak, but in terms of what the experience being on the HOA board, uh, there's not very much support for it. So from your constituency standpoint, I think it's more of an irritant and it represents, um, I think the, the budget is $414 million. We're talking about roughly 50 to $60,000. So we're talking about one twelve thousandth of a percent that we're asking for. And I think that's something that $752,000 spent on economic development. I think having downtown safe is probably one of the better economic development components that you guys have in your toolbox. So I'd recommend using that from existing budget. There's also been discussion about beautification. There's a lot of pretty parts downtown, but again, if we're spending $750,000 for economic development, I think a pretty safe downtown is a good tool. The people who are downtown, and trying to get other people to move downtown and paying for it, I think that's good economic development. So to upset a large percentage or a large number of your constituency or driving dollars into the city already, over 1,000th of a percent of the budget, I think is a mistake. So um, just wanted to share that, but I do appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. So thank you.
1: Thank you. All right, I'm gonna remind everyone that when people are up here speaking, they have a right to be heard and not interrupted whether you agree with what they say or not, everyone has a right to be heard and share their opinion. So I'm gonna ask you that when people are speaking, that you let them be heard.
5: Thank you so much, Mayor Bliss. For your
1: and again, this is, a, this is an official city meeting. And there is city business to be had. Sure and yeah, no, people have a right to be heard before we make a vote and cast a vote on an issue. I say, though, that okay, be- others who wish to be heard?
10: Lucas Leverett, First Ward, Nashville Import, you know this. I didn't come here to say this. I didn't come here to talk about this topic. But I sat here three feet away from these people, and I saw Nashville history unfolding right before my eyes. You don't want to create a war between downtown and the rest of your city. I've seen it. It broke my hometown. It's a stupid venture to get into, to pursue greed over the general population. It will ruin you, and when you get done, you will have a Kid Rocks Big Ass Honky Tonk, and I'm sorry, that's the name of it, and you'll have people hauled out of it for spinning colostomy bags over their head because that's what was happening when we moved out of Nashville to come here, where my better half is from, and start over, and try to give you the advice and influence of what not to do to break your beautiful city. Yes, I'm passionate about it because I was born there. My grandfather was the photographer for the Grand Ole Opry for 30 years. My name is known in that town, and I don't like that yelling at you all the time is why you know it. I told those people when they were making boneheaded fights against the addition of scooters to our city that they built It City and they didn't know how to manage It City. Don't build It City like fools. A friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, has a degree in architecture and a degree in law at a crossroads of the built environment and its effect on crime. Mayor, I'm sorry, but I have to say it the right way. I'm from the South. When you make it look like nobody gives a shit, nobody gives a shit. And if you make it look like the only place you care about is downtown, you will reap negative rewards in the next 10 to 20 years. I also enjoy being a conundrum. You don't know what to do with me. Because I'm a big old nerd that helps run the Comic-Con. I'm a member of the Chamber. I'm a member of the Business Association in Stockbridge. I'm wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt to that meeting on Thursday to eat lunch with them and explain to them, this is the whole package. I want a successful downtown. I like a big convention center, but I want every person in this room to have a $400,000 crosswalk, which, by the way, you're getting ripped off. (laughs) If you're paying 400 grand for a crosswalk, you could turn around and give 200 grand to five people in any row in this room. They'll get YouTube and some concrete and paint and figure it out.
1: All right. There's no.
10: So, okay, gonna... I know it's a government toilet seat to you, and it doesn't matter what you do with the money, but you can spread that money around. I live just on the west side. Mr. Reppert is my favorite up here because he actually exhibits some humanity to me. John, I like you. I love your booze. I love your restaurant. But I'm hearing you lick boots, and I'm not sure I can buy booze from a bootlicker. <laughs> however, however, the bottom line is I'm here to tell you these cautionary tales because I think this place is great and it can be greater, but you can't do great when you only do it downtown. You don't want to go there. Trust me. I saw it. I left because of it. I had a beautiful convention center. I bought $35,000 of its $678 million budget. How do I know that? Because I figured out what my hotel rooms at my events gave it. You, you have to respect every investment from every citizen.
1: Thanks, your time is up. And I'm gonna, before we go on, uh, before we go on, uh, and before I close this public hearing or recess, uh, I'm gonna remind you about the rules of this space. So we don't allow cheering, clapping, cursing. Uh, We wanna make sure that people have an opportunity to be heard, and regardless of whether you agree with them or cheer them on, we want them to feel like they can voice their opinion. So I'm gonna continue on with this before I close this public hearing and move on to our next scheduled public hearing. Again, this is specific to the special assessment for downtown. Hi, welcome. Hi,
15: I'm Sabrina. Um, Um, I originally live in Byron Center, but my mom actually works here on division in the Hispanic district. She works for a low-income health clinic that caters to underinsured and uninsured patients, which means I see a lot of poor people all the time. And it terrifies me, almost, that our city commission and you elected officials are thinking more about planting some flowers and fixing some cracked sidewalks than fixing the actual broken problems in our city. I mean, I see homeless people every day when I like, visit my mom at work. And I'm 17. A 17-year-old should not be here up in front of her commission screaming for justice. And I just wish that the commission would open up their eyes to the real problems, which aren't not enough flowers and not enough good sidewalks, because no one cares about that when people are still dying in our city and there's nothing that you guys are doing about it. We don't have proper healthcare in the city, we don't have proper justice in the city, and I just like to see the money that we think about putting towards this kind of initiative into something worthwhile into something that's worth building for our citizens not just something performative. Thanks
16: I'm Nico I live in Grand Rapids I feel like fixing downtown should be a priority however the way that you're prioritizing it is not okay, and it won't be effective. You have literal communities of people living outdoors, downtown, so there's bigger fish to fry than a sidewalk, than some flowers. All this money that you guys propose to be used on flowers and, and crosswalks and things like that, should be used to help house people, should be used to help people get the things that they need that every human being deserves before trying to make it look more beautiful for the rich people in this city. It's not okay to put rich white lives above all other lives. It's not okay to do that. And I find it sickening for Specifically you, Roslyn Bliss, you, I find it very sickening for you to continuously come up here and sit and look like you care when you have the power to change things in this city and you continuously choose not to. I don't. I don't see why why you've been shedding tears. I don't see why you've been giving condolences. I don't see why you've even, frankly, even keep showing up because you're not listening and you're not doing anything to contribute to solving the problem. You you sit every every city commission meeting. We have rules. We have three minutes to speak. Not only do the city commissioners all speak for as long as they want to, which is contradictory. We're all adults. If y'all gonna give us rules, y'all need to have some rules that you're abiding by as well. You guys are not above us. You guys are hired to work for us. And I feel like you needed a reminder of that. This is not okay. And we will continue coming back and continue to raise our voices and we will be heard. It doesn't matter how long it takes. But I could tell that what we saying must be getting to you because you look tired. <laughs> you look tired, you really do. I see it all in your face, I see it. you tired,
0: as you should be. All right, others who wish to be heard? Period. Um, <clears throat> Hi, uh, my name is Ali, I've lived my entire life here. Um, coming up here, wasn't actually planning on coming up here, but the fact that we're talking about spending money on flowers and paint for the sidewalk when there's literal people who are being killed in our streets, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I heard the topic of economic development um, be brought up. And it's interesting because it seems like economic development is always a discussion when it comes to downtown. But it's never a discussion when it comes to primarily black neighborhoods like the Third Ward. I. Like I said, I've lived my entire life down here. I've been downtown, I can't even count how many times, and not once have I walked down the streets and think, hmm, you know what would really make this city a better place? Flowers. Paint on the sidewalk. Um. No, what I think would make the city a better place is if we put that topic of economic development into other communities aside from just downtown, because there's more people that live in the city besides people that live in these skyscrapers downtown and we all matter. We're important. We all pay our taxes. So why isn't our city benefiting us? Why aren't we getting, why aren't we getting a uh, paint on our sidewalks? Why aren't we getting flowers painted in the, uh, in the third ward? Um, I've noticed there's a lot of damaged sidewalks and even in my neighborhood. And I live in the second ward and what's being done about that. Why is the main topic? why are you guys so focused on downtown is it because only tourists come down here because i don't know anyone that would you know have a tour you know on the southeast side or in the second ward or anything they always come down here and they're always by rosa park circle looking at brianna taylor way and other places is that why that's so important to y'all because if that's, a tr- if that's what it is, just say that. Because you guys are dancing around the topic, making it seem like, oh, it's for the community. It's, it's important. It's not. It's not important. What's important is the fact that a man was executed in our streets and you are doing nothing to even improve the neighborhood that he was murdered in. Maybe if y'all had that economic development in the third ward, Patrick Leoya would still be alive and there wouldn't be such a need for over-policing in that neighborhood. Y'all should all be ashamed of yourselves. And that's all I have to say.
1: Thank you. Again, this is for the Downtown Improvement District Special Assessment.
17: Hi, I'm Mark and i from Grand Rapids. Several years ago, a guy by the name of Dwayne Faust. Want to reimagine downtown. He had the money to do it. Unfortunately, even though he went to bid, unfortunately, the city manager, pre Mark Washington, wanted wanted to swim him out of more money because they found out the developer was black. And he told them, F you project next now you want to try to reimagine downtown again unbelievable and spending a whole heap of money for planting flowers and painting crosswalks You can get ordinary individuals to go to Meyer or wherever and buy, buy some seeds for a couple of bucks. They can plant flowers themselves. And you can get some third graders to, to, to paint crosswalks across the street. I understand that downtown has had some improvements. But the improvements are going to the wrong things. And don't get me started on Van Damme Arena, which was wrongly built to begin with. All this at the expense of the taxpayers. And you have homeless people, and you have more and more homeless people as a result. This is not Sausalito, This is not San Francisco. Look at Oakland. Pretty soon the Oakland A's would be moving out of Oakland and headed to Vegas because they want to reimagine downtown Oakland. You better rethink about this because in the end it, it could be more trouble than you think. Thank you.
1: Thank you. All right, others wish be heard.
18: My name is Dayton, uh, resident of the first ward, and although this is not the most topic, I'm the most informed about, I would like to reiterate a lot of the things that have been said here because I do think their points really need to be hammered home. I would say I don't necessarily have a problem with improving downtown. I don't think anybody here has a problem with improving downtown Grand Rapids. We just want to see that that money is spent efficiently and not and not wasted on things that downtown doesn't need. We also we also want to see other communities other than downtown have received some receive some of the same benefits that downtown receives and and downtown gets we also we also want to see that it's that the improvements that are being made to this city are focused on the people that live in the city and not so much bringing in more tourists and not, I'm not saying that tourism doesn't have its benefits. It does br- potentially bring in more tax money for the city for the city to s- then spend on its residents. I think it's, the residents should be the primary focus. And I think, you know, with the pattern of the scooters and the focusing on downtown decorations, I think that you guys are going in uh, the wrong direction as far as improvements to the city of Grand Rapids. I want to see that the residents are the focus of every single monet- monetary decision on how money is spent in the city of Grand Rapids. So although I am not like necessarily an expert on this, it seems to be that the community all seems to agree that you guys aren't doing that. So I <laughs> need you guys to listen to us. We all want you to listen to us. That's why we're here and we've been frustrated because it seems like you have not. As you have ignored you know a lot of, I mean, me and fellow activists you have ignored us on issues such as police brutality so we don't necessarily expect to be heard on this issue and we're all very frustrated um, that I end my speech
1: thank you all right others wish to be heard on the downtown improvement district
19: Hi. my name is Olabanchi I grew up here in Grand Rapids unfortunately but My my thing is, if you care so much about your downtown, why don't you charge the officer who executed our brother Patrick Leoya? Because there's people like me who think that, well, I should say, I don't give a damn about your downtown. If it was up to me, I'd burn the shit down. Because how the hell you going to oppress us in the nation we done built? How the hell you got the audacity to deprive us of civil rights. Not only civil rights, but in our human rights. In the nation we done built for free. You keep talking about downtown to hell with downtown. So if you want to see your downtown thrive and if you want to preserve it and beautify it, I think you should charge the killer cop because I don't think it's going to stand too much longer. That's just me. Out of respect for the elders and the Leoya family, I wouldn't, you know, I ain't going to initiate no kind of violence or whatever y'all be saying, even though we not violent because as Al Al Sharpton said, we not troublemakers, we trouble breakers. But my thing about it is... It's not gonna stand too long. Y'all remember what happened with George Floyd protest here? That shit went down in flames. Even though we didn't do it. Your language. Even it, huh? Please watch your language. No, I'm not going to watch my language. I got to First, I'll, I'll, my, my I'll, first amendment, I'll, right. I'm going I'm to say what I got to say. If you don't you like it, you this, have to remove me. I, I'm going to say what I got to say. I, but if, if you, you first, want will, to see your downtown thrive, what I think you should do is charge the killer cop. Okay. It's going to go down in flames. Thank you. And uh, if you think this is a so-called democracy, right? Patrick Leoya came here thinking that this so-called democracy was going to provide him with a better life. But this ain't no damn democracy. I just watched all of y'all put y'all right hands over your heart, and you said, to the republic in which it stands. Oh. To the republic in which it stands. This ain't no damn democracy. It's only a hypocrisy. Oh. And, uh, right. coon Missioner, Moody.
1: Oh, and enough. Okay. All right. Your time, Your time is up. Your time is up. Your time is up. Your time is up. Actually, in this space, in this space, there are rules and in a public city meeting, there are rules. And it's very clear. It's very clear. I'm gonna I'm gonna close this public hearing and we're gonna move to the next one. We're gonna move to the next public hearing. right that public hearing is closed and we that will be referred back to our committee of the whole so we're gonna work through to our next scheduled public hearing and this is a city commission to hear I'm closing that public hearing we have one more scheduled public hearing where people have a right to be heard on an appeal so this is a city
20: I'm going to recess this meeting if it continues
1: to be disrupted. I am. I have a scheduled public hearing where people have a right to be heard on appeal. So this, I'm opening. I'm moving to the next scheduled public hearing, which is a hearing on special assessment nuisance rule eight seven six four, and we're going to start it with our city assessor. It's no, it's. No, we have another opportunity for public comment, but
7: I have a scheduled public hearing. Hi. Thank you, mayor, city commissioners. Um, I'm here before you to present the special assessment nuisance role that consists of unpaid charges for services or code violations that are still payable to the city of Grand Rapids that occurred from July 1st through December 31st, 2021. So property owners were sent notices on March 17th and notified of the charge in the appeal process The Special assessment roll has been open for public inspection for the minimum required two weeks And that was starting on April 4th through today In addition the assessor's office has also posted the special assessment roll to the city website and to date We have received 17 appeals so tonight the city commission convenes as the Board of Review to hear appeals on these assessments and tonight is the final opportunity for those notified to file an appeal So I will uh, be in room 921 to take any um, Appeals and also I have this deputy city assessor in the lobby on the main floor in the event um, Those that couldn't reach the ninth floor can file an appeal with the deputy city assessor Thank you.
1: Thank you Paula. All right. so this public hearing is very specific to individuals who are listed on the nuisance roll. So if your property or you are listed on the nuisance roll and you have an appeal tonight to be heard, you can come forward to this body and request an appeal. So please be specific about the item that you're requesting an appeal about and then as Paula said we have city staff here to help you. So if you're here tonight to be heard on an appeal, uh, again, this is for nuisance rule eight seven six four. You should have been notified appropriately, and you can come forward to be heard by this body, and then we'll have city staff follow up with you. So, is there anyone tonight for this nuisance rule? Go
20: ahead. Oh, she leave yeah, she
21: said she'd be out in the hall. I have a question on an appeal um, for a specific address. I didn't have the list. It wasn't a part of the agenda to see if, if Eric Jordan passed on that. Uh, appeal. So I want to make sure that she has that. Paula,
1: can you come back up? Uh, Commissioner Lanier has a question. My apologies. No, no. Commissioners, any other questions for Paula?
21: Do you know, Paula, if Eric Jordan passed on um, an appeal? I I think it came up last week. Um, I'm forgetting the physical address, um, but I can look that up and make sure that I share that with you. I just want to, if Eric specifically, I know he was working on it so do you remember if he specifically shared anything with you about I did get them? an
7: email from him okay. about it I don't think that individual filed an appeal um, but I do have that communication
21: yeah and I think his I think that was is there a specific form that he needs to complete or just yes. okay yeah. so then I think we need to reach out to him because I think the email that he sent was his intent saying okay. that he didn't mm-hmm. agree? So I just wanted to make sure because tonight is the deadline right. that that isn't missed. Okay, well, we can
1: talk further. Okay, thank very you. good. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Paula. All right. So anyone wishes to be heard on this nuisance roll is if your property is listed or you wish to file an appeal. All right. Seeing none, I'm going to close that nuisance roll. And am will here take here again. Us. Are you on the did nuisance roll? Did
5: you see? Role? Did you see me?
1: I actually, are you on I the nuisance roll? I know you can role? see me. I asked you specifically. This is for only people listed on the nuisance roll. Are you? Do you have an item on this nuisance? Am
5: rule? I not going to be affected by the nuisance rule because I also spend my money downtown?
1: Oh, it's not about downtown. It's it's a it's a there's a list of people who have an opportunity to come and appeal a nuisance. So
5: only specific people get to talk on that?
1: Yes, actually, that is how it works. This is a, an appellate process.
5: Can I ask you a question?
1: If you're not on the roll Can I and you ask don't you a want question? to speak, I'm moving on.
5: How do we get how do we get our stuff on the agenda?
1: I should shut that off. Uh, okay, we're moving on. I'm gonna close that I'm gonna close that nuisance rolls appeal public hearing. Uh, and we'll move on to the last opportunity for public comment tonight. And before I open up public comment, I do want to be clear, this is a lawful assembly. Of this body, and ha- we have city business. So there actually are rules for this space to make sure that this space remains a space where people can be heard. So for our last opportunity for a public comment, we ask that you share your name, the city that you live in. You'll be given up to three minutes to speak. If there's significant disruption, I will ask you to stop. We'll ask you to leave, or I will recess this meeting.
3: Can I say one thing before we start here? Yes, go ahead, speak right. quick. Um, so there's no need for everybody to get in line. We will get to everybody as we go through the process. Uh, just for a safety of the room of everybody, in, in aisles. Excuse me. Do not interrupt me. City clerk.
1: City clerk. Do is not okay. Do not interrupt me. You say you close it? So, uh, we're gonna. We're gonna. right
3: Sorry, I'd like to continue. Just for just for the room, there's no need to need to stand stand in line. So, as as people come are done speaking, then people can get back get in line. I just want to make sure. Just because we have a we have a doorway and that.
1: Okay. There there really there are rules about disruption. There actually there are laws and rules around maintaining decorum and disruption. And I want people to be heard, but they have a right not to be disrupted. So let this gentleman speak. Let's let him, let's let people speak and be heard. All right, go ahead,
22: You go ahead. I got three minutes, give me three minutes, y'all. Um, first thing, my name is Joseph Jamarian Spicer. Um, get used to seeing my face. Um, First thing we here for, um, I want to say condolences and whatever else we can say to somebody that just lost their son with the Loyoyo family. Um, from what I'm aware of, the officer's name was released today. Um, it's a whole bunch I can't say about the situation, but we only have, what, two and a half minutes, so what I will say is this. Um, we, will, we will do this, I will do this. Let's cut the benefit of the doubt. Let's say it was an accident, right? Let's just say it's an accident. Let's say it is, right? A car collision is an accident too. If, we get in, if I get in a car accident and I kill somebody, right, I get charged if it's my fault. At the end of the day, this man killed somebody. You know what I mean? Do I think he did it on purpose? From my perspective, I can't speak for everybody else in the room. I don't think he did it on purpose, but he killed that man. They never gonna see their son again. I got two sisters and a mom, I'm the only boy. My family would be devastated if I ain't come home. You feel me? I'm sure y'all have kids. And I know y'all ain't know just heartless motherfuckers like motherfuckers think y'all is. Oh, and excuse please, my and language.
1: Please, I, don't I, please don't curse. I, okay.
22: Can you turn my mic on again? Thank you. But somebody's son died. I, I feel like everybody feel like y'all moving a little slow. Y'all moving a little slow, but y'all process cute and handle everything up so swiftly. Shit, y'all got downtown together faster than I even knew it. I watched this happen between my own eyes. I actually, when I was in high school, I remember all the money y'all put in, and I seen all the money didn't go to the south side. I remember that, but y'all put a theater downtown. And it's beautiful. I went there. I just seen a whack-ass movie the other day. It's beautiful, but y'all didn't do nothing for our community. Y'all do nothing for the south side of Grand Rapids. But y'all over here mad when people come up here and they upset. What do y'all expect? You live in a nice home. You live in a nice home. Hell, I know you got a nice home. I see the tie, baby. But we out here on the south side struggling. We dealing with stuff in the city that y'all not really fixing. Nobody's fixing anything over here, and all we doing is come over here and talking. And everybody over here twiddling their thumbs. She half listening to me. He don't give a damn what I'm saying for real. But it's cool because y'all gonna see me, and y'all gonna see all these people in here. Everybody, give me a round of applause, please. Let them know. Don't. We here. We and we not. And we not. Hey, I got twenty seconds. We here, and we not here to chart no problems and stuff like that. We not anarchists. We're not violent people. Nobody here, black, white, Latino. Nobody here is a violent person from the looks of it, from from what it seems. We came here to try to solve a problem, but we cannot solve a problem without y'all help. At the end of the day, this city only thrives uh, with the people, not just with y'all. Y'all don't have a job without us, so help us out and handle this business. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. Others wish to be heard. Commissioner Mayhew.
23: Yes, I. Uh, I'm not heated up, but, uh, but I You're just welcome. come down to uh, enter into record to the record some minutes uh, that was from March 19, 1996, where we did a lot of discussions about police, police brutality, brutality, and stuff like that, and how to protect our communities dealing with uh, excessive force and all that type of stuff. You know, uh, there was a, the Civilian Appeals Board, I'm, I'm just curious as to why that's not being used. So we, at the, in this community, took 17,000 people to usher that in to this city, and now I sit and watch and nobody's using the Civilian Appeals Board, which was put together to deal with aberrant police behavior. We did that in 1996. Say it again. Yeah, and so I'm I'm just curious. You know, we got over 17,000 signatures from people. You know, and uh, that's, you know, that is the excessive force complaints continue and continue and continue. But then, you know, we got to use what we've put together to deal with it. So some people say they want the uh, Civilian Appeals Board to have uh, subpoena power. Well, if you can't get subpoena power from the institution, the people have to go out and put subpoena power on a petition and do a petition drive. You know, everybody's talking about subpoena power. You can't get it unless you do it yourself. The police department and the city of Grand Rapids is not gonna give you subpoena power. But then you can look at the city charter and see where it's missing at and do what they call an initiative petition to put that on the, on the in the rules. You can do it yourself. You know, that's how we got to where we are today on this civilian appeals board. It took 17,000 people to do this, and now we sit back and it's not being used. I think that's really a disservice to the community, a disservice to those 17,000 registered voters that was in this city that did that. And so I would definitely like to see the uh, Civilian Appeals Board at least address some of these issues. Then in closing, there was an incident on the corner of of, uh, Fuller and Franklin, Fuller and Fuller and, uh, Fuller and something, but anyway, on Fuller, uh, with a guy named Juan Yu, who's an African guy. This was back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He got beat up because he couldn't navigate the language.
1: Commissioner, I'm sorry your time's up.
23: Yeah, Thank but you. anyway, that's what happened. Thank you. You need to investigate that and right, see thanks. the dynamics thanks. of that.
1: Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, others who wish to be heard?
24: Hello, Um, my name is Alexis. I have lived in this area for almost five years. Um, There are no words to even attempt to fix this situation that we're in. It's something that the community has been warning you guys about for so long. Something that you guys have willfully turned an eye against. Something that now we sit here and I had no idea we came up here to talk about gardens and sidewalks. I work with mentally and physically disabled people maintaining housing at least... Twice, three or four times a week, we have someone coming in off the streets begging for immediate housing. I can't do that. We have an eight year wait list. But you guys are building bars and theaters and all of these clubs and extravagant things and look at you compared to us. Look at what you're wearing compared to us. Look at how you speak. You, Mayor Bliss, you're a social worker. I'm a social worker. How disgusting. Your values do not align with social work values. Dignity of humans. Value of service. What are you doing? Why is this? Why? Where is Christopher? Sure, is he on vacation? Being paid? What is this world? I mean, stop investing in things. Stop investing in profit. Invest in the people. Invest in food, housing, medical. Fucking. Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse my language. I know. I know. I know. I'm not allowed. I. I mean. I <laughs> censorship. I can't because there's all these adults there's like one kid in the back i see she probably has never heard that word so my apologies Listening. apologies it's just disgusting and it's obvious that you guys have are continuing to continue about i mean you guys get to go home and you get to go to your fancy house with your with your homes and your families who probably aren't being bullied by police who probably aren't facing homelessness who probably aren't starving on the streets but you don't care because you don't have to see it, because you would rather do something else, you'd rather invest in something else. This is our community. This is us. Care about us. And justice for Patrick. Chris sure needs to be locked up immediately. If I shot someone in the back of the head in the street, would I be sitting here talking to you right now? No. 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 My self would be in jail. Exactly where he should be for life. Thank you. Thank you. All right, others wish to be heard.
25: I'm Candice, and I would like you to get to know my face as well. I drugged myself out the bed from a migraine to be here. I sit here in front of you today and you talk about cursing and little things that don't matter. When we are in the middle of a war, fighting for our lives, cursing? The kids listen to cursing on TikTok every day. Are we banding that? No, but when we speak with passion, you call it aggression. And that goes back to why we're in this situation now. Because every time we speak for ourselves and up for our communities, there's a problem. Oh, she's aggressive. He's cursing. are problems, they're a nuisance. Do something about those people. I don't like it. Who cares about cussing when someone was just murdered, executed? And not just him. Let's get down to the bottom of it. The inner city community is a failure at this point. And all you guys are talking about is a bunch of things that makes no sense to me. I don't even care to sit up here and talk about the sidewalks and the this and the that. When it's homelessness, it's people who are starving. It's just all type of things that's going on in the world. And here we sit and you want to organize the lines and things like that. Who cares? What you don't want is for us to be here, having y'all here till one o'clock in the morning. Is what y'all don't want So you want to organize us and put us in our place, but that is not going to happen anymore. I hope that we all stand up for everything that we deserve from here on out and not let anybody get a breath or a wink of sleep or a lunch break around here. I also agree with if it was up to me, we would burn this whole city down to let y'all know where we stand at and then make you come back five years from now and rebuild and rebuild and rebuild. Because that's all we're doing in our community is trying to pull ourselves up from the bootstraps every other day. Our communities are failing because we have nothing in our communities. When COVID came around in the pandemic, y'all shut down everything. All this, the mentoring, the basketball, the everything that we have for our children. And still to this day, I don't feel like any of that has opened back up for our children. We have nothing for our children. When y'all are talking about sidewalks and flowers, who cares about that? When our children are struggling every day in mental health, and everything else that they struggle with police, brutality, violence, drug abuse in the community. And then y'all sit here with y'all attitudes and act like we're the problems. No, you guys are put in these positions to take care of the problems, but you're not being successful with doing that. So we're gonna come here every time we have an opportunity and speak on it. And I hope that we keep y'all here. I, if, if it was up to me, y'all would be here till 24 hours if it was up to me. I would come back up here 50,000 in one time. If I could, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be a problem. Thank you. Right?
1: All right, others who should be heard.
26: Good afternoon, beautiful people. My name is DeAndre Jones. I'm left-handed, as you can see. But uh, I just wanted to say, personally, I don't believe in Jesus. I've seen the fraternal. Uh, Gerald R. Ford, I'm a member of a fraternity, Pi Kappa Alpha. I'm an Alpha too. But I just got to say that somebody being religious doesn't make them a good person. That does not make them a good person. Just because I'm spiritual don't mean I'm satanic. You know, that doesn't make sense. Y'all need to stop making excuses for people, <clears throat> for What I want to show y'all is the participatory budgeting process. I know the city knows what this is.
1: Is he allowed
20: to But I
26: want to make sure I put this out there for the community. It's not a sign.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you.
26: But I wanted to make sure that I put that out there for the community because I keep hearing people say, we don't have uh, funding. We don't have money. When people come up here to these meetings, they actually – this is on the agenda.
1: DeAndra, can you just put that on the ground? I'm
26: sorry. Y'all know what this is. I'm not going to keep explaining this, or I'm going to keep saying it on every news outlet, every media outlet, every single outlet, because this is how we change our community. It's $2 million. My man said he stayed in the third ward. It's a $1 million. I need you to put a proposal out there. If you don't understand a proposal, have somebody work with you on a proposal. This is how we change our community. Stop coming here and talking to these people about if listen, they give you a comment period to talk about if you don't like somebody's project. If y'all didn't like my project, I wouldn't I personally wouldn't care. But we have opportunities to change our community. Our this is our my generation. We need to utilize these funds. We need to put these proposals out there. Because when people come with these proposals, there's already a set agenda item. So they're going to have, if you don't like it, you can voice your opinion. But stop acting like there isn't an opportunity for us to create change within our community. Because this is for the community, by the community, the community needs to be on this. I'm tired of getting on these media outlets and telling y'all about this. And then y'all come here and complain we we ain't got resources. I know it's $2 million, and it's not big. It's not amphitheater money, but it's a start. And we need to utilize this. So stop coming here complaining, saying there's no opportunity. When I keep putting myself out there, when I keep saying this, when I keep talking about diversity, equity, inclusion. They didn't know about it till I said it. And I've been saying this at the city commission meetings. Haven't I, commissioners? Haven't I? Haven't I? I've been saying this, so stop coming up here and complaining and saying there's no money. Me, these people already have money, that's what y'all not understanding, but the, the money that the city has, we can have, make a decision on where those dollars go and we need to tap into that. We need to stop complaining, we need to start making proposals, because the city, listen, our community members is going, every single person in the ward is going to vote on projects that they need to see. I don't know what's going on in the third ward, I know, but I don't live in the third ward, I say in the first ward. Please utilize the participatory budgeting process. Thank you.
1: Thank you. All right, others who wish to be heard?
27: Hi, my name is Reggie Howard. Reggie. I live in the Third Ward. Um, I'm back again, only to tell you guys about our veterans. You know, and um, as I continue to fight and continue to push forward, and last time I was here, I told you guys about a project called Heroes Corner that I would like to see us do in the city of Grand Rapids. And I went back and I done my homework and I found out there's no place like this in the state of Michigan. There's no place for a veteran to go to feel at home. We have homeless shelters. We have uh, places where people with disabilities can go. But we have no place where veterans can go unless it's the VA. Our veterans, a lot of them don't want to go to the VA. A lot of them just want to be around other veterans, and they need a place to feel at home so they can get out of their parents' basement and feel like they're worth something. We have a lot of veterans that return back from the recent war, and we need to reach out to them. I went out to the airport. No one was out at the airport. We got a veteran room out at the airport that's not even being utilized, that's not even being talked about in our city. Inside our city, I found out there used to be an organization called Christmas Addicts. Some of you might have known that, where it was a a place where African-American veterans could go to. We have no other place like that in our city. I fought for this country, I stand up for this country, I stand up for my community, and I stand up for our city. I, I understand there's a lot of other people here that's a little upset, and mad with the commission, but I do have to say this one thing, and I hope you guys hear me when I say this: We can be upset, but none of us deserve to give death threats to people that's in our city officials. And I say that because you may be upset about it, but nobody should be making phone calls threatening people's lives. And I know that for a fact. Well, no, that's not Womack, that would happen to a pastor. So I'm just telling you, I belong to a city church in this city. I don't have to debate it with you, but I'm just saying, as we be American people, we should not be making death threats to people, families, because they are loved ones that, that suffer Let just him like speak. other ones. So I just want to tell you, I think that our city, as far as us for our veterans, we need more veteran housing, for, for um, affordable housing for our veterans. We have veterans living on the street. We have veterans sleeping in cubby holes. We have veterans that really need our help. And I ask you once again, to just think about what we can do for our city. Because as my time expires, I always remind you, some gave some, but some gave all. What will our city give for our
10: veterans? Thank you. Thank you, Reggie.
1: All right, others wish to be heard.
10: Back again, Lucas, first word. So I was going to come tonight and tell stories of my interactions with cops from fighting religious constitutional violations in my high school where a cop was utilized to intimidate me, all the way to my ongoing fight with GRPD and much of Mr. Washington's chain of command to care about incredibly dangerous, reckless driving on our street here in GR, where just this past Sunday night, we watched a Dodge Challenger doing about 80 in of 25 obliterate someone's cat right in front of our eyes. I was going to help answer the questions, why is Lucas so angry? Why isn't he nicer? Those stories make me angry because I lived them, but mostly they make me angry because I know that I would not have lived to tell them if I were not white. I'm angry that I know that. But then Monday, the FOP comes out with a disgusting piece of theocratic copaganda in defense of a killer cop whose name we already figured out a week ago. And in this loony diatribe, the police union pulls out all the stops playing the, hey, he's got a black friend card and the Jesus card in lockstep with a long history of violent, abusive, powerful white people using religion as their get out of jail free card. It's disgusting, but expected. And it was right on time because we've seen that playbook before. Some of us call this body out on shades of the same manipulation, using faith as a cop-out. We call out your failure to vote in a way that supports your all-too-occasional scrutiny of cops. We call out your support for a city manager who's failed to make a stand against those crooked police unions who conjure up the tripe to which I referred. The new chief deserves a chance to deliver on promises to clean up the department, but Washington has failed to. You all fail repeatedly to join in our necessary anger. You just keep trying to tackle this with West Michigan nice. I don't have any use for West Michigan nice. It sounds a lot like Southern nice, except Southern nice, people just work against you behind your back. West Michigan nice is a tactic for total avoidance of hard questions and difficult topics, thereby accomplishing nothing. You can't keep hiding behind nice. Nice got us here. Nice is just code for acceptance of racism, classism, and pearl-clutch reformed xenophobia. Your communities are getting browner and younger and less churchy like it or not. And they don't have the patience for your games and you've gotta stop kissing the rings of Vans and Vosses and serve the people. We all have to sit by and hope a GQP puppet of a DA will prosecute or yield to an attorney general who will but you can get started on the words and the deeds to match that embrace the demands of the actual majority sitting here that are ready to vote you out. Get started on the deeds, you're several years if not decades behind. And Joel, I gotta say, two weeks ago, you're the only one that had nothing to say sitting over there with your little bow tie and then you're gonna admonish this room? That's a bad look, brother.
1: Your time's up, thanks. Thank you.
14: Hello, it is Emma again. I am from Grand Rapids, lived here my whole life. Um, So Mayor Bliss, you seem to want to talk about rules. You seem to want to talk about proper conduct, um, giving people their time to speak. Um, So okay, first of all, proper conduct would be that a GRPD officer didn't murder somebody. (laughs) Um, Proper conduct would be there are people who have health care. Everybody has health care. Proper conduct would be there aren't people living on the streets that don't want to. Proper conduct would be people feel safe in their homes. Proper conduct would be people feel safe when they walk by the streets knowing that a police officer isn't going to try to kill them. Proper conduct would be every single person here has a chance to speak as long as they want to, because let's face it, actually, I was going to say that's the only time you listen to us, but I don't even feel like you're listening to us now. (laughs) Mayor Bliss, you're sitting there with your stink face, and I know that you don't care what we're saying. You care about your feelings. You care, all of you care about how uncomfortable it feels to be yelled at. Um, let me tell you, actually, I don't know. I'm white. I don't know how uncomfortable it feels, how terrifying it feels to be black. <laughs> um, I don't know how terrifying it feels to, to not have a home, to not know if I'm not going to have a meal. I don't think any of you do either. Um, so if I were you, I would stop talking and start listening. I'm going to hold the rest of my time. And just look at you so you start listening to everybody.
1: Others wish be heard?
28: Right. Hi. Welcome. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I am Regina Ruth. I am a native-born citizen of Grand Rapids. I attended and graduated Grand Rapids Central High School, now Innovative Central, Calvin College, now Calvin University, and also Calvin Theological Seminary. I am an educator, a theologian, and a lifelong learner. I have been grieving along with this community, and I have notes because I don't wanna go over, and I am outraged just like the youth who are out there crying. Why? Because of the senseless violence that is perpetuated in this city and in this nation. Patrick's death has been a catalyst for the cries of the people. And the cries are being heard by the Most High. The problem is that for centuries we have had a system of two heads: one privileged and one oppressed. Whether it is earned or unearned, the privilege are the ruling class. This ruling class has dominated, intimidated, and manipulated Africans and indigenous people for centuries. Historically, we have a violent history in which the dominate, the dominant ruling class has burned, has lynched, has murdered, has raped, robbed, and terrorized my people. There is a solution. First, we must educate ourselves and each other. For the lack of knowledge is why our people are dying. This nation proclaims that they are under God. I ask you, what God? What God are you serving, okay? And I wanna ask you one more thing, and it's rhetorical, of course. Are you ready for the great judge? Are you a politician? A crooked politician? Or are you a humble servant? Because like Marcus Garvey said, it's one God, the creator. One aim is to please him. And one destiny is to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
2: Hello everybody, my name is Kenneth Cortez. Um, I'm back. First I want to say justice for Patrick Leoya. Um, We're still waiting for that justice to be served. I want to talk about reasonable suspicion and probable cause. For a person out in the street, I can be detained by the police under reasonable suspicion. They can catch me swerving. They can pull me over and try to find something wrong with why I'm swerving. Maybe I'm just dodging these potholes, right? So, but then once they find something, now probable cause, you may have smelt the drink on my breath. Now, okay, you're arresting me. Reasonable suspicion, while Christopher Schur had an entire video of him chasing a man, which you're not supposed to do anyways. There was no crime that he knew originally was committed. He followed him, then ran his plates. You're hunting for somebody. I also have a video, and I want to just say this. Two weeks ago, I actually had his picture in my phone, and I was going to expose it, but due to the slim chance it might not have been him when I was up here on this podium, I didn't want to ruin a whole man's life. But we all knew. Y'all knew too. So what I'm saying is that Where is it? I've been scouring. I spent this weekend scouring the the Grand Rapids police uh, union contract. Right. Where is it that their their leave of absence is supposed to take this long? He's still getting paid after killing somebody. He's on vacation after killing somebody. Why is he getting paid? And I know this isn't y'all's problem. I get that. But the people want to know why is it taking so long? Because, again, we'll go back to reasonable suspicion was that there was a crime getting ready to be committed because he was chasing a man for no reason. It was a misdemeanor at best. Write that man a ticket. You already had his friend in the car. Write that man a ticket. You chased him down, Christopher. Sure, I hope you're watching. You chased him down. And then on top of him, you were mounted on top of him. And the UFC, dude was defenseless, man. You pulled your gun out. And you shot him. Now, at that point, probable cause. Because if I would have shot a man in the back of the head, I would be buried under a prison right now or dead when the police pulled up on me. So he's still sitting there getting paid, right? And now we're, as everybody else is saying, we're talking about $118 million or however much y'all spending on the amphitheater. You know, cool, cool concerts and stuff. But what that's causing is $425,000 houses on B and Fuller. Let's talk about that. Like, how is that causing, pushing black and brown people out past Kentwood now into places with Trump flags where they're not welcome? Mm -hmm. People ain't welcome out there, but y'all want to push them out there. And I'll be back in two weeks, maybe next, to talk about this.
29: Thank you. Thank you
1: you for your comments. Thank you.
29: All right. We should be here. My name is Bella. I am from the third ward, and I've been watching you on your phone dozing off the entire time. So I'm gonna need you to look at me, police officer. over Alright.
1: Okay. Okay. Look at you me need right to, now, and I need you need to listen. Okay, good. That you you need to speak to this body, okay? Like she can speak you're. To she
29: wanna
2: speak. She but gonna you. This this we're sergeant. the ones here know. listening. Uh,
0: I'll try and
29: use my three-minute timer wisely. Why are racist police officers, aka murderers, getting away with killing people? No matter what a person does, nobody deserves to die. If they're really that bad, most likely they need mental help. Maybe they're not okay. And why are y'all getting promoted when... If I were to walk down to the corner store right now, there are so many unhoused individuals sitting in the streets while police officers are getting new guns and cars. Why are schools and hospitals so underfunded? My teacher has to buy her own supplies. We do not. What we need. What we do not need is property over people. We need people equal to people. A human life is gone forever once it's done. Thank you.
30: Hello, I am Ariana and I live in the third ward. First of all, I want to start off by saying you this entire time have been on your phone dozing off and you have been kicking your legs. I see, you're real bored. But Talk to us, please. Okay, I'll talk to you. First of all, you're fired. For, for good, you're fired. Whenever my stepdad leaves the house, my stepdad is a black man, I get worried. I sit in my room, I I have my phone right next to me waiting to make sure I get a notification that he is okay. Because we have GRPD on our streets for the fourth time this month for no reason. Once they're done doing what they're doing, they're still sitting there. mm, Maybe three, four hours doing what? Sitting in a circle talking. Each and every one of you, you're all fired. Also, I'm gonna let the rest of my time be. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mayor Bliss, we could use a change of style. You could part your hair on the other side. I'm trembling right now, not because I'm scared to talk or because of the crowd, because I'm scared of you, and I'm scared of you. I'm scared that since my stepdad drove home, drove here from our home alone, I'm scared for him to leave because I don't want him to be alone, because I don't want him to get pulled over and killed for no reason. You look real guilty. You look like you're about to cry. Please do. Fake tears. Every time someone has come up here, each and every one of you has shook in your head. Yeah, yeah, you're so right, but none of you are listening. Shake your head at me, because it's meaningless. It's just sad to think about the fact that a white woman is you.
1: All right, others who wish to be heard?
31: I'm Casey from the Third Ward. First of all, I'm raising a white son and I would encourage him to be the white guy in the vest, not the guy in the uniform or the suit. Um, We don't need the system, the system needs us. If we don't show up for the system, there isn't one. You don't show up for us ever. I went to Patrick's funeral. I arrived at 10.14 a.m. It was supposed to start at 10.30. It started after 11 um, because of the publicity stunt that it was. It was after 12.30 before I heard the word Patrick. I heard a lot of, God bless you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you, Commissioner, with the, with the you know handshakes and whatnot. It's it's disrespectful. And then Womack went on camera and threw dirt, literal dirt, on Patrick's grave. That's the last time his family is ever gonna see him again. Uh, Yasasi, you had a private meeting with somebody off the clock um, back when we were JFBL where you said a lot about your personal feelings towards us. I just wanted you to know that we saw that in its entirety. Um, I live in the third ward, right? And so who I have standing up for my ward is Lanier, who I heard isn't running again, and Moody, who spent his time apologizing for all the stuff he said. He literally begged for his position, saying, please, I failed you. Please give me another chance. He shrivels smaller and smaller in that seat every other week. So it's just, you know, it's hard for me to have much to look up to. Um, You know... I braid hair, so I have a lot of black women as clients, right? So we talk about local politics all the time, right? So one of my clients, uh, her teenagers were pulled over by the Grand Rapids police and handled incorrectly. You know who she called about it? Me. You know why? Because it's the grassroots organizers that show up for the community. I told her to come here and tell her story, and I told her to show up to our boots-to-the-ground things. So I thank her for coming here and sharing the story and for showing up for our boots-to-the-ground things. Then I watched Brandon, Brandon Davis chase her out to tell her that he could offer some sort of uh, thing where she files paperwork, right? And then the police investigate the police to see what happens with the police. You see why she came to me, right? <laughs> Cute though, Brandon, we know you're gonna follow the law. That's the problem. The law is not for us. We don't need you in the seat, we need you in the street. Cause when you don't show up for the system and they don't meet your quota of face, what are they going to do? I'm sick of your protocol responses, I hear you. You don't understand, my position is limited. But I can't get help if I'm not at the table. I'll follow the law. Just watch the morning meeting and you'll get the answers to all your questions. Tell me what you can do. Tell me what policy you're challenging and changing. Make police supply their own liability insurance, stop accepting donations from the police union and then claiming to be unbiased. Make meetings accessible to all. Thank you.
5: My name is Donnie and I live in the third ward. I'm here to speak on behalf, first and foremost, Justice for Patrick Leoya. First and foremost, this meeting needs to be more accessible to the handicapped population of Grand Rapids so that they can also be heard as well. So for call-ins and a better meeting point would be about damn time it needs to be more accessible to the people that want to be out here and want to be a because again, conservatives can be conservatives can come up, show up in the thousands mad because of a mask mandation. And, you, and guess who opens up their doors to Guess who has a place downtown DeVos, your boss, all of your bosses. I'm here to talk about, I'm here to talk about the brutalization of GRPD. I'm here to talk about the execution of Patrick Leoya. It's disgusting. We've been telling you that the nature of GRPD has been building and getting more disgusting as we got here, but now we're here. I attended a funeral and watched all, every single one of you get good PR. <laughs> I watched you get good PR. It's disgusting that you need recognition when, it, when someone is murdered. It's disgusting that you even get resi- recognition at a funeral because this is blood on your hands. This is blood on all of your hands, especially you, Mark Washington, because you specifically said that you don't want to defund the GRPD because you think that they're helping. You don't even live on the Southeast side, so we need you to shut up, you're fired. Anita Hitchcock, Anita Hitchcock. My soul hurts and burns for you because guess why? Because you turn your back on your people. I told you that your people are being brutalized by GRPD and we are coming out here to peaceful. We are coming out here to protest. okay? and we get brutalized by GRPD and you don't play a hand in helping us. So you, your soul is going to be on fire from here on out just to let you know you are fired. Sunita Lanier, you're taking a seat, but just to let you know, you're fired immediately, effective immediately tonight. GRPD needs to have their own insurance so that if y'all don't want to abolish qualified immunity, which I said, which we get the powers that you have, we understand that completely, 100%. We say abolish qualified immunity so that y'all can get behind it, but y'all don't understand because it's not your people that's dying. We are demanding that GRPD have their own insurance so that these people right here can be liable when they execute the members of the community. Because the only thing that this community has demonstrated is that they get to, for example, that police officer right there is wearing his body cam on his chest. This police officer right here is wearing his body cam on his belt. What is a procedure? What is it? Black Lives Matter!
32: Time out. My name is Brian Foster. The last time I was here, I uh, spoke to the historic position of this execution of Patrick Leoya. I spoke to the unilateral war. The police have been waging against my people for near 100 years. I spoke to the increasing military uh, militarization of the police in this city and around the country. And um, But I want to say that that was because I had, the video had not come out yet. I was unable to personalize Patrick's death because I didn't know how he died. We had no information, except that the police officer killed him. So right now, I wanna, I wanna um, personalize this a bit. I just, um, have any of you faced violence? For real violence? Because Patrick did. He ran from a whole nother continent to escape violence. And do you know what violence does to you? It makes you fear more violence. As someone with PTSD, if that man had put his hands on me as he did with Patrick for no reason, Patrick was stepping around the car, probably to get get his license from his friend who was in the car, I would have run too. I work with children, traumatized children quite often. Touching them can send them into a panic. Touching them can send them into convulsions on the floor. I've seen it with my own eyes. And so I know Patrick's mind state when that officer grabbed him from behind. It is disgusting that the police can be afraid when not a single blow had fallen on them. Enough to murder a man in the street. But we are not allowed to fear for our lives. Was Patrick wrong to be scared? He's dead now. He's dead now. He was right to be scared. So everyone talking about the things he did wrong, the things the police officer did right, it, it, it's, it's a moot point. Patrick was scared. He ran. He was trying to get away. Probably not even to run away. This is a issue of police power. The police are a hammer of white supremacy. And whenever there's a black body beneath them, we are not given the benefit of the doubt. So we need to talk about the tenor of this debate. And we need to stop tone policing people who have been brutalized by the GRPD. I have myself. On more than one occasion. So we need to start instituting policies into the police. We need to disarm the police. We need to teach police how to actually interact with people and not be absolute meatheads. Absolute, uh, absolutely thirsty for power in every situation they're in. Yes, I'm talking to you two too. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right, others wish to be here.
11: I'm Chelsea, one of the local grassroots organizers and revolutionaries here in Grand Rapids. So many of my people are being killed by police on and off camera at alarming rates, and sadly, in most cases, due to this corrupt system, they just get covered up. My people know trauma and pain all too well due to slavery, lynchings, forced sterilizations, medical experiments, and now it's police brutality. These police police officers was once known as slave patrols. Now they are just the KKK and some coons dressed in blue and black uniforms. This system was created exactly the way it was supposed to be to benefit only the white man or woman. There's no reforming or rebuilding an already broken system. Since we don't get no justice, y'all will get no fucking peace at all. Like my brother and sister just said, we have to shut this shit down all the way down by any means necessary. That even means burning every single thing down in this country. I'm angry literally boiling with rage we've been telling you for years that a black man or woman is going to be killed by one of these officers if you don't start holding them accountable y'all have done nothing nothing but think of more ways to make money or spend money now after a black king is murdered y'all want to create community conversations healing sessions and getting together to talk where was this energy before Patrick Fuck you and fuck okay, your conversation. Okay, please stop no, the cursing. No, you're not about to send Stop to me. the cursing. All right. I'm sick I, and tired of seeing this performative activism done by all of you on this board, GRPD, politicians, and every other official that has been using Patrick's murder as a publicity stunt and photo op. It's sickening and disgusting to see y'all come to Patrick's celebration of life. Around his family in general, like, y'all aren't just as much to blame as GRPD is. Karma's a bitch, and I hope she really fucks y'all life up. Okay, enough. Fire, enough. arrest, shut convict, the, and indict the, the killer off. cop. All right, sure. no more. We the community is also demanding Chris Becker recuse himself from the case, abolish qualified immunity. We in the community are also demanding police pay no. for their own liability insurance. All right so, that's, that's All
1: right Time's up Brandon Davis, Brandon All right others, All right Okay what what the, this do? this okay what May. Okay, you know what we're gonna we're gonna recess. Okay, we're gonna recess until decorum is we're recessing commissioners for ten minutes.